Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, everybody out there. Welcome back to Positively Wrestling. I am Tim Kennard, and joining with joining me as always uh it's Stephen Davidson I'm not even gonna do the intro I'm so I'm so thrown off today I am I got lots of salt this is not gonna be a very positive episode for like at least 30 minutes <laughs> oh all right all right we got a clock on it all right <laughs> I, I I could probably be longer but I don't know I, oh man man this week I tell you uh how are you <laughs> <laughs> Well, I haven't gone through anything in the past week that a little tetanus shot and some stitches can't fix, Tim. That's right. You're uh, hardcore. <laughs> I am. I'm hardcore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I look. I just looked down and my hand was pouring blood. I didn't know what was happening. I cut myself open and didn't know it had happened. And yeah, suddenly I'm just bleeding all over the place. I had to go get stitches and the tetanus shot and still made my 1220 movie on Sunday afternoon. All right. Good job. Good job. What'd yeah. you see? Uh, I saw Cruella. And thoughts, and I liked it. Uh, it was not not my favorite Disney live action, but certainly not my least favorite. A lot better than the Maleficent movies, where they turned her into a hero. They didn't make that same mistake with Cruella. That was enough for me to like it. All right, yeah. Comparisons to Joker. Oh, I heard a lot oh. of people throwing that out there after the trailer. So. Uh, um, I, I I wasn't offended by Cruella in any way. Joker sort of offended me. Just okay. as, it just ex, its existence. Cool. Well, uh, <laughs> welcome sort of to the, offends me. Welcome to the Positively Movies podcast. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Positively <laughs> wrestling. Um, but uh, man, yeah, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Not all good. <laughs> in fact, I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot that's not good this week. Uh, but first, we have to kick things off. With our three count, our three count segment. This will be fun. This is always great. We love this. And it was my challenge this past week, and it was your top three matches involving international superstars, or at least one. You know, it doesn't have to be a match of international superstars, right? Um, but yeah, I thought that would be kind of fun. And did, did you have a hard time with this one? Did it take a while, or um, I had plenty in mind. I I. We were debating last week what qualifies as international. Right. And so I struggled with that a little bit. I was like, would Rey Mysterio count? I mean, he's spent at least as much of his career in the States. Um, So I was kind of just debating that. But ultimately, I really don't think it matters. I had a little trouble, not with my top two, but deciding what would fit into slot number three. But uh, I think I got it. Yeah, and and I guess the approach with it because I didn't even think about that. I just was okay. For me, it was more: did they start their career outside of the basically the U.S.? <laughs> okay, gotcha, gotcha. Um, or North America, or English-speaking <laughs> North America, as my friend Mark suggested, maybe we do. Yeah, to, maybe that, that yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Um, cause I mean, if we're, if we're counting Canada, like, let me just give you my three favorite Bret Hart matches and we'll move on. Like, yeah. Yeah. That would make it a little too easy. I think right. <laughs> Yeah, for me at least. Yeah. So, uh, but that's not what I've got in, in, in store here. So, 
Um, right. I, I guess I guess I'm starting if you're ready, right? Yeah, go ahead, my man. Okay, so for number three, uh, it is a Bret Hart match, but not because of Bret Hart. Uh, we're going back to May 14th, 1995, the very first in your house, where Bret Hart in the opening match took on Hakushi or Jinsei ah. Shinzaki. Uh, it's it's I don't know if it's a forgotten match, but it is a match that I don't think it's talked about enough. I've mentioned it here on the show before. And uh, it's just an excellent back and forth, fast paced match uh, between two people who get it. It had an ending that we don't normally see. It wasn't a sharpshooter finish. It was a, a, a German suplex into a pin finish from Brett. I think the only time he's ever done that. Um, and I love, you know, one of the things I love about Brett is he, he was always mixing up his finishes. Um, and it was, it, it led into the uh, Bret Hart Jerry Lawler match later that night, which wasn't as good because you know that's not going to be as good. Um, but uh, it, it's it was one of my favorite opening matches. I think I might have included or at least given it an honorable mention when we did that. I think uh, you, I think count. you did. Now that yeah. you say that, I think you did. I think I gave it a nod. I don't. Yeah. Um, it, so if you haven't seen that match, anybody out there, Bret Hart Hakushi, very first in your house pay per view. Uh, definitely go out of your way to to check it out because those two guys were were at their best. They were both in their prime, and it was before they turned Hakushi into enhancement talent, and he was still considered to be something. And um, he he had he had several very good matches in WWE WWF, but he only had two great ones, I think, and they were both with Bret. And that was the first one. The second one was on a Raw a little bit later on. But definitely go out of your way to check out Bret Hart and Hakushi if you've never seen it. Ah. Yes, I agreed. Um, that's a great choice. That is a very, very good choice. My number three, um, which, again, it's one that we have referenced, I believe. I don't think I used it for uh, any of the lists, pretty sure. But um, I know we have talked about it as part of uh, the evolution of basically the Monday Night Wars and, and, and how things went. And unfortunately, I was trying to look up the, the exact date. And I cannot find it. Oh, wait, no, here it is. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Uh, this is July 8th, 1996. WCW Nitro. Malenko and, at the time, billed as Rey Mysterio Jr. Uh, um, okay. They had a bunch of matches. Yes, yes. Um, this one is the one in particular that I remember because it was outdoors. Mm. Um, and it was during the day, so there was, there was sunlight. Mm. which really made that gut that press gut buster seated from the top rope mm-hmm. landing on the knee move that still is so vivid and clear in my head yeah <laughs> of one of my favorite spots ever uh in professional wrestling and again this was near the the start, or at least the early, early part of these guys, Karanda Malenko had been wrestling for several years. So had Mysterio, even though he was super young. But um, they just tore the house down. And, and this was that example that they talk about back in the Monday Night Wars. I mean, some of the other guys, I think Chris Jericho even mentioned, he's like, I love to watch all the other cruiserweight matches because we brought something different. And like Goldberg, I think even said those guys would fly around the ring. So he loved watching them too. Mm -hmm. Uh, They really brought something different at the time that the American audience wasn't really used to, or hadn't really seen much of. Um, And that they, that was one area where they were actually better than WWF. Yes. uh, Cause the light heavyweight division just, mm. 
it, I, never, I, it never clicked. I loved talking Michinoku. I really yeah, did, but sure. it just, uh, yeah, it just never clicked like it did in WCW. No. Um, but yeah, I, I love that match. Uh, definitely go back and check it out. It is uh, a spot fest, but in the greatest way. Mm-hmm. Like spots how you want it to be a spot fest, not just what, crazy weapon or drop on your head or whatever. Just it wasn't a- contrived. They sold. Uh, it felt natural. Um, yeah. And there was no yeah. gimmick, you know? Yeah, this right. was just a cruiserweight match, but they made it work and still made huge moments um, without again, using props or any kind of special thing. I just love that match so much. That's my number three. Mm -hmm. Excellent. All right. For my number two, going back just a few years to August 18th, 2018, NXT Brooklyn, Shayna Baszler, Kyrie Sane for the NXT Women's Championship. Um, Kyrie had uh, beaten Shayna in the finals of the Mae Young Classic. And then Shayna had gotten a win back on an episode of NXT, and this was the third match between them. Shayna was the champion at the time. Um, it was SummerSlam weekend. I was out of town during this. I was watching this in my hotel room at uh, Mohegan Sun Casino in Connecticut. And uh, I was popping. I was so loud during this match in my hotel uh i don't know what my neighbors thought i was doing but they didn't ah. think i was watching wrestling <laughs> um, but that's what i was doing um and when Kyrie saying got that three count this was at a time tim i know it seems like this time never existed like how could this time have ever existed this was a time when Shayna baszler didn't lose matches it happened it, it there that it was used to be the way it was right it was a time and um it wasn't uh, one of those things where Kyrie just beat her down and beat her down and pinned her. She snuck a, a win and got the title and uh, it was exciting. And um, I loved both of them at the time. Sasha was still my favorite, but as far as women's wrestling went, Kyrie was next and then Shayna was after her. And so it was two of my very favorites going at it. Uh, but I really wanted Kyrie to win because she deserved that title. And uh, it was such a great match back and forth. You didn't know who was going to win. Um, and yeah, you know, Kyrie saying that year, she only held the title from August to October until evolution. Uh, so I, I was there for the rematch where Shayna got the title back, but still in 2018, the fans voted Kyrie, not just the female, but the overall superstar of the year in NXT, which just goes to show how mishandled she was when she got yes. to the main roster. Yeah. But uh, tremendous match. Of- if you haven't seen it, check it out. Yeah. A lot of that mishandling goes around. Um, yeah. but, uh, that's another conversation, but no, that's a great choice for number two. That match was phenomenal. Um, those two had a couple classic encounters, honestly. I, anytime yeah. they locked up was good. Yeah. Yeah. That was the best one, but yeah, you're right. Anytime yeah. they locked up, it was good. Um, but yeah, no, that's a that's an excellent choice. Uh, oddly enough, uh, a little a sneak preview, because uh, we're not at my number one yet, but my number one comes from the same year. Oh, as, okay. As your number two. Okay. Okay. Um, let you mull over that. See if you can guess it before we get there. <laughs> I, might guess, I might guess who's in it. Ah. Think, okay. Um, my number two, though, goes back to 2004. No way out. The big, big moment for Eddie Guerrero. Of course. Beating Brock Lesnar for the, uh, the, the undisputed. 
No, WWE. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, just the WWE. It wasn't undisputed, right? No, no, no. Because uh, Triple H had the... Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, for the WWE title. Um, what Again, and this one, it, I mean, the match is good. The two of them worked very well together. Um, but for me, it's the crowd reaction. Um, kind of like when uh, Daniel Bryan won at WrestleMania uh, 30. Just how much the crowd was into Eddie getting that big win. Uh, yeah. what was the big part of it for me I love the F5 countered into the tornado DDT onto the title while yes. the ref is bumped uh, and then going up and I, this little segment always plays in my head now and one of my favorite Eddie memories is he hits the the frog splash uh, you get the, the, the kind of the slow one, two, three, and then the excitement in Eddie as he gets up, he, he almost picks up the ref, but he doesn't, the ref doesn't get up. And he, so he just steps over him to get to the ropes. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it just, it's so much excitement. I, I, I just, I love this match. Um, but yeah, Eddie, without a doubt, pro- probably my favorite, um, international wrestler as far as um non <laughs> non-north american <laughs> right i guess right. we'll say <laughs> yes um, um yeah i love that match love eddie uh Mex- mexico's in north america Me- oh okay i'm just i'm i'm not good with geography apparently uh, no <laughs> uh no <laughs> Oh well, Mulligan, but I, I'm just keeping it. <laughs> Wrong. <with> it. <laughs> Eddie's so awesome; it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh Lord. Okay. Um, what I liked about that match, one of the things uh, that uh, I like that that Mexico is not primarily English speaking, though. Yes, that's that's correct. I qualify under that. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, if you think that fixes it, um, so. <laughs> I do. <laughs> All right, clearly. I edit um, the show. I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, what stand? One of the things that stood out to me in that match was that Goldberg did interfere, and uh, he he speared Brock, but they didn't end the match there. Right, uh, and he did go for the win, but Brock kicked out, and so they did allow Eddie to earn the win for himself, and I thought mm-hmm. that was important and a very good call. I understand they wanted to build to, to Brock and, and Goldberg at WrestleMania, uh, which didn't go well for other reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were they were good to Eddie there and let him have his win and earn it. And I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My number one. I've talked about this match before a couple of times. Um, Can I guess? Yeah. Because I after the show last week, I was like, mm, I was thinking about it. I was like, okay because this would count, is your number one, and we have talked about this before, does it involve Bret Hart? It's not. Oh, then I'm wrong. I don't need to guess then. Oh, okay. Um, I I do want to hear your guess in a second. But my number one, May 15th, 2016, we're going back to stardom for Io Shirai versus Mayu Iwatani. This is one of my top 10 matches of all time, period. Um, And so it had to be number one here. Uh, just, uh, and again, I have talked about it, so I won't go on too long here, but just, uh, the believability of, you know, their transitions and the back and forth and how they sold and, and everything looked 
just spectacular and like it was an actual athletic competition. They didn't overdo it. Um, the kickouts were believable. The The final fall was believable. And, um, you know, I haven't seen all the old stardom stuff yet. I'm still catching up. I may eventually find something I've like, I'll like, I'll try that again, find something I like more, but uh, I haven't yet in, in the stardom, in the annals of stardom. They are, they are putting stuff from uh, the beginning of 2017 up. They've been uploading new shows this week from 2017. So hopefully, nice. I'm hoping they're going to close that gap because mm-hmm. there's a gap. They, they're now <laughs> in early March and there's nothing from early March through mid-April. If they can just fill in that hole, all of 2017 is there and I'm going to start watching it. Um, but yeah, so far for me, that's my favorite stardom match and uh, it had to be number one here and I made you watch it, and you loved it, too. Yes, I did. I, it yeah. had one of the most impressive Tope Suicida spots yes. I've ever seen. From EO, yeah. Yeah, Amazing. and I remember my jaw was on the floor for a good two minutes after that spot because I was just like, what did I just witness? Because that was incredible. Usually um, when people hit that, they, they're careful. And so, you know, it takes the opponent down, but she wasn't careful. She just... She full speed and it looked like it hurt uh, to be Mayu. That is, uh, yes. she just hit her full speed and splattered on the concrete. Yeah. It was brutal. And just everything about that match was believable. And those two are amazing talents. Yeah. It was what'd like, what you, I was like, it was like that, that, that spot was like a car crash in the best way. Yeah. Like it yeah. was in, so insane. A car uh, crash. If you planned it and it went exactly as planned. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. What you were you going to guess? My guess was going to be yeah. uh, Brett and Bulldog. Oh, oh, I that was guess. Gonna... But I, I guess I was stuck on the the non English speaking part of it, and so I guess that's why I didn't really think about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, because Bulldog is from the UK, so. right? But they speak yeah. English. It's, in fact, that's where it's kind of where it came from. Huh? English came from England. Yeah, but that's still international. Yeah, but I'm saying I I kind of had in my head by that point that I was oh, thinking okay. about non-English I, no, I speaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you now. I got you. <laughs> this is going so well. Uh, we get on the same page. Maybe next week. We'll see. <laughs> Two weeks. Uh, it, once we get once we've done the show for a while, we'll finally get into our groove. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Um, once we become friends. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, my number one again going to 2018. So any. Any guesses? I'm thinking it's something with Oscar. You are. You would be correct. Okay. It is. It is. Um, is it Oscar and Sasha? No, that would have been a good choice. Okay. But no. Okay. Um, this is at the end of 2018. Okay. Uh, in December, specifically, <laughs> at TLC in the Triple Threat with Flair. And Becky, uh, Asuka finally getting the the SmackDown title uh, in what was just a hard-hitting TLC match. Um, This is the first TLC match with women, right? Uh, Ooh, was it? Um, I think... Definitely the first triple threat TLC match. If there was a TLC before that, this is the first time they had three women going at it. Yeah, I have to Um, think about that. Okay, yeah. But yeah, and this was, uh, A, just the match was brutal. It was uh, well thought out, I thought. Um, And because Asuka finally 
you know, they finally, she finally got that main roster shine that we were like, when is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? Um, and thankfully it did. And she's continued on, uh, uh, notwithstanding some of her use in the recent weeks and months. But uh, at that time, it, it started kind of that, that nice, I won't say nice slow build. It was a very slow build for her on the main roster. Um, but kind of rehabilitating her uh, to that uh, Empress of Tomorrow, the, the one that went undefeated in NXT for, what, a year and a half, mm-hmm. <laughs> two yeah. years, something like that. So, yeah, I love that match. Love that they that she got the win. Um, the the Although I will say I thought she legitimately got hurt during that match uh, when Flair kind of folded her into the barricade with that spear. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the way her head was sitting, I was like, Oh God, please, please don't be hurt. (laughs) Yeah. Don't die. Don't you go dying on me. Don't you die on me. If you die on me, I'm going to kill you. Wait, what? (laughs) Uh, yeah, that's my number one. That's my number one. Okay. Good call. Good call. Um, I wasn't surprised to see Oscar in there. I I figured she would be somewhere. Yeah. All right. So it's my turn. Yes. Yes. All right. So. Um, I was thinking, I was thinking, and uh, I just, this one just occurred to me today. Oh. Um, so it's not one I had on my, you know, I've got my list of three count ideas, but this one popped into my head today while I was on the bike. Um, while I was watching a match that I was considering for today's uh, international, um, if you've never seen, by the way, from 1993, Hulk Hogan versus the Great Muda, that's another one uh, to check out because it is uh, not the Hulk Hogan that you are used to seeing. Oh, is Unless this the one that uh, in New Japan? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It almost made my list. It almost made the list. This it is was a, a this completely is a... different Hulk Hogan. Yeah. We're talking chain wrestling. We're talking Inzagiri's from Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, check that out if you haven't seen it. But uh, it, it made me think, you know, this match, if it hadn't happened, would have been one of those matches. We would have thought, ah, oh, if only we'd gotten to see that. So yeah. I want your top three dream matches Ooh. with the caveat where they had to be matches that could have actually happened. Okay. So we don't want Brock Lesnar versus Andre the Giant. They weren't around at the same time. Yeah. Matches that could have happened, but for whatever reason, just didn't. You can do tag teams, but let's not get crazy by using mishmash tag teams. No, yeah, um, if it's a dream match tag team, it needs to be like legitimate tag team yes, versus legitimate. Yes, not team. like Hulk Hogan and Bret Hart versus whoever. I mean, it's yeah. got to be Hart Foundation, Rockers, Demolition, Legion of Doom, whatever. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's my challenge for next week. Top three dream matches that could have actually happened. All right. I like it. I like and it. I don't really have any in mind either because this just occurred to me. So, but I thought it would be fun <sighs> to think about it. Yeah, and it kind of it's it's kind of because we did our our super card show, right? Mega card, um, we called it, right? Or mega card, excuse me. Um, yeah. Don't want to get that copyright infringement, <laughs> right? Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> well, uh, if we if we did a super card show, we'd have to charge a hundred dollars for people to listen to it. Tell you, man, this episode is full of <laughs> salt, baby. It's full of salt. <laughs> it's in a. Oh man, I love it. Um, yeah, no, that, that game was 
ridiculous. Oh, I just want to play a fun wrestling game on my phone. I have to spend way too much money to play this one. Um, Just to keep up. (laughs) Um, But when we did that, we were taking people from different times. Yeah, yeah, there wasn't, it wasn't uh, matches that were obviously not possible of happening. In in most cases. Now, it can be current people too. Like if there are two people or teams or whatever that have never faced off and you want to see them. yeah. uh, Yeah. So it doesn't have to be people that are done. It can be people that are still around today. If you want to see Kenny Omega wrestle, you know, whoever, Angel Garza. That'd be, I mean, <laughs> I think it'd be a good match. <laughs> I don't know why Angel's the one who popped into my head there, but, you know. I think it'd still be a good match. All right. Yeah. Um, but I like that. I like that a lot. So, yeah, hey, uh, you know, we'll give you the deets at the end of the show, but um, let us know what your favorite three international matches were or – let us know what your three biggest dream matches that could have possibly happened um, are. Um, but let's let's get into the show proper because, like I say, we got a, we got a lot of salt to throw around. We got um, a lot of stuff to talk about. Some stuff that's not going to be salty. There are some good things we're going to talk about as well. But uh, we do have to start um, on a bad note. So uh, breaking news: two days ago, well, it'd be three days by the time you're listening to this. Um, more WWE releases. And two days. It was Wednesday. Man, my time is off today. That wasn't <laughs> just yesterday, is it? Yeah, it was. You're right. Y- yesterday for us, not for the listeners. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So two days ago by the time you're listening to this, at least. Um, yeah, more releases. And these <laughs> shocking is not a big enough word. I don't believe this. I, when you sent me this message, I was just absolutely blown away. The, my phone blew up. <laughs> I had people, it started with my friend, well, our friend Shane. Mm-hmm. He sent it to me first. I was in the middle of teaching class. Right. <laughs> and I put out my phone and I saw that. And I'm like, holy, like I put on my phone in class. They were working on a problem. And I looked at that and I'm like, oh, wow. What? What? Yeah. <laughs> and he wasn't the only one that was sending me this. My cousin sent it to me and yeah um that's how shocking it was yeah so i'm assuming i mean if you listen to this and you're and you follow wrestling you've probably heard this or read this somewhere but in case you haven't um now the the one name on here that no one's gonna sit there and go wow and this is no indication of her talent santana garrett and they just weren't using her at all yeah they just weren't using her she was supposed to debut on the main roster and that just went months and months and never happened and they they let her go um I liked her in NXT, so mm-hmm. hopefully she catches on. But she's not one. She's not the one that made me sit to go. Oh my god! Obviously, right, right. Um, she was. She was. She had a run in stardom. She lost a white belt to Kyrie Sane. Ah, Kyrie uh, Hojo at the time. Yeah. So yeah, she'll she'll pop up somewhere. Yeah, maybe back in stardom. Maybe that'd be kind of cool. Um, but uh, Lana was released as well. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, it is shocking. I'm not super surprised. Um, I'm surprised. Like, if if not for some of the other names on this list, that would be surprising. I think the only reason it wasn't surprising is because of who else true. was on the list. And a lot because, I mean, she's been heavily used. Right. Heavily used recently still. Yeah. Um, as, Monday. As recently <laughs> as Monday. Yeah. Oh, in a man. shot, in a match for a title shot. Yes. Um. But uh, Buddy Murphy um, on there as well. And oh, let's see. So, yeah, Santana Garrett, Lana, Buddy Murphy, Alistair Black. 
Alistair Black, who they had just started a new program. We had been seeing vignettes for weeks. He comes out finally on TV, attacks Big E, and his reward, you're yeah. gone. <laughs> yeah. The hell. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, and I know I'm missing one more before the real big one. Because they're sick. Um, uh, oh, yeah, Ruby Riot. Ruby Riot, yes. Oh my God, that and that one. Ugh. For me, as far as who I like to watch, that's the big one for yeah, me. Yeah, that and I, I just, oh man, I. <sighs> WWE, you need more women's wrestlers, you not ha- fewer. Okay, and I'm gonna say you have by far, by far the crappiest women's tag team programs in all of wrestling. <laughs> Yeah. Period. And you decide to release one member of probably the only legitimate tag team you have in that division. <laughs> hopefully only one. Hopefully. Hopefully, yes. Because good good Lord, who knows, as we said, we checked right before we went to start recording this, just to make sure yeah, we weren't missing out on like, more oh, yeah. announcements. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I think everybody when we saw these releases had someone pop into their head where they thought, "Please not so and so, please not so and so." Yes, for me, that name was Liv Morgan, and I'm still hoping, "Please not live, yeah. please not live." Um, um, yeah, but to round out, obviously the big name, then the one from a or the biggest name, biggest name, um, and as far as how they've you know been used and pushed and everything, even though it's not been handled right. Braun Strowman. What is this? Like, what? <laughs> what? There's so many things I don't get about this. And, and I understand, and we're going to talk about some of the reasons that have been speculated as to why um, this has happened. But this guy is like the most picturesque WWE guy when you think what McMahon looks for in talent. This guy is it. This is it. Big, huge Hulkin can, I mean, mobile, agile. He can work. He, he can, can work. Move. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a decent promo. He's not horrible. Yep. No. Um, energy for days and. Does whatever you ask. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't get this at all. I this... mean, there was a time when the audience wanted him to be the guy. Yeah. They let it pass. Because that was that was during the time when Vince was determined that it was face Roman or nobody. Yep. Um, and because of that, they let Braun's moment pass. Um, but there was a time where if they had made him the guy, the audience would have gone with it. Yes. And um, it, it's their fault that that didn't happen, um, that his moment passed. It's not Braun's fault. Uh, he did great with everything they, they asked him to do. But even with that moment having passed, he's a main event guy who can – you need main eventers because we're already getting the same Drew versus Lashley match over and over and over and over. If you don't have any other main eventers, that's the only match we're ever going to see. We're just going to call it WrestleMania Hell in a Cell. Just right. like it was WrestleMania Backlash because it's just a repeat of WrestleMania. Right. Yes. Um, so you need main eventers. Mm-hmm. And I, I, 
it, to me, this is maybe the most mind-boggling release ever because he didn't do anything. Yeah. Like other main eventers have been released, but they've had, you know, substance abuse issues or they upset someone backstage or or they were got in trouble with the law or something like that. He didn't do anything. Yeah, it wasn't difficult to work with, nothing. So why do you just hand a main eventer over to AEW or to Impact? Or yeah. I don't, I, th- there's a reason. I just don't know what it is. Yeah, I, well, and, and what um, has been speculated is that in 2019, he had contract his contract was going up and or 18 and they, it was expiring and they were going to resign him and he understood his worth so he went to the table and his contract reportedly um was somewhere in the million dollar million plus a year range um so they're saying that this cut is strictly from a budget cut standpoint there's the standard line um as i, I was telling you right before we went on apparently uh john laurinaitis sent out text messages to the rest of the roster to explain these cuts and it was these are all releases due to budget cuts which is such bs um Um, i i I guess i misspoke a little bit because thinking about i mean there is one more obvious main eventer who was released without doing anything and that was bret hart in 1997 that went down a little differently yes Um, that was a whole different thing (laughs) but that, that was technically a budget cut too um, and now, depending on if the other speculation is true, the budget cut thing might actually be true. Yeah, and it's very and it's very possible. Again, I'm not going to say that it's not the valid reason. And let let let's kind kind of dive into this. Is um, recently we've had lots of talent cuts. Now we get talent cuts every year. We're used to that. Usually, it's right after Mania. Then we kind of got this second round and now a third round of talent cuts. Um, And then we also had executive cuts and consolidation of duties in the executive offices. If you were a business analyst and you didn't know anything about the business that you're watching, who owns it, what any of that is, and you looked at some of these moves, most people would say this is what happens right before a company is being sold. Um, now that does not mean that that is happening in this case personally. Cause we were tweeting about it. I don't know that I could ever see McMahon selling. Yeah. I have a hard time seeing it. I have a hard time coming to grips with that, but at the same time, when you do look at it from that outside perspective, this does look like the actions that happen right before a big move like this happens. Maybe, uh, and again, maybe it's not an outright sale. Maybe it's someone just buying controlling interest, but McMahon and them stay on like maybe NBC since, you know, everybody's hoovering up every digital property they can in in going to these big conglomerates um, like the Warner media deal and, and discovery and all that other stuff that's going on. Right. Um, so that's definitely a possibility. Uh, it's not outside the realm of possibility. This could also be because you've got um, Nick Khan, who's kind of the, he's new to the, the position uh, as far as this year is concerned uh, of being like the, like the president of operations, I guess, or I can't Something remember like what the yeah. official title is, but 
he's kind of that guy who would be making a lot of these calls as far as we need to make cuts here. We need to do this kind of like that. Um, and maybe it's him kind of streamlining the business, like uh, trimming the fat as they say. Um, but, but in, in some of these cases, they're not trimming the fat, they're trimming the meat. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, that, that, and see, that's the thing. This latest round of cuts is what kind of throws a wrench into a lot of that. Cause it's like, okay, if he's coming in and he's been there a while and he's like, okay, let's like with talent that is being used in creative for five weeks in a row. Um, Braun just had a title match on pay-per-view. Yes. Um, so I, I, I don't know this. Uh, uh, I'm just, I'm beside myself still over this. I just don't get it. It, no, I, I feel like <laughs> is WWE going to have a women's division by the time they're done? I, well, I mean, if you're Kevin Dunn, probably not. Um, yeah. it's he, uh, he's not a big fan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, this is just, uh, I, I don't know. Cause we talk every week about, we need to get, uh, more use out of, especially the women's division, all the talent you have there, but we keep seeing like the same, you know, circle, circle of friends going at it. It's just the same five or six women. Um, and now that's how the, the, the title picture on, on raw especially has been um, for the, uh, for, for the WWE title. Um, but yeah, this is just, I, I don't know what to make of this. I really don't. I don't. Uh, it, it feels like it doesn't feel like it's normal. Like they're even yeah, if he's this... not selling, there's still something going on mm-hmm. that's out of the ordinary, whatever yeah. that might be. I now I will say this. Um, I think Ruby Riot, especially, I think that is a no brainer. She will be in AEW as soon as her no compete is up. Yeah, I mean, why AEW specifically over Impact or something like that? Uh, because Britt Baker is now the women's champion in right. AEW, which we'll talk right. about. And they had a lot of really good matches. They've worked together before. And oh, I see where you're going. Okay. I think that's a ready-made program, big name. You can kind of throw in there. It'd be awesome. Um, yeah. So I'd yeah. love to see that. I think Braun's a no-brainer. How do you not? Right? Yeah. How do you not go after Braun Strowman? <laughs> Come on. I, 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 I did see a really funny tweet that said, um, coming soon, AEW makes Braun Strowman an announcer. <laughs> we'll, we'll get more into that, too. Oh, my God. Um, but, uh, but yeah. I swear if they, I, <laughs> it's like, that's just taking the piss. If they do that, I swear to God. Um, but yeah, no, uh, I, I could see, I mean, honestly, I could see any one of these releases popping up in AEW. Yes. Any one of them. Um, yeah. yeah. All deserving talents uh, from a talent level that I think AEW could use. Now, AEW has a huge roster too. So um, obviously right. you don't want to sign somebody just to sign them. So if you're going to sign them, at least have an idea for them, you know, have a Make plan. sure you can use them, put them on TV. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I mean, you got NWA powers coming back. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you got impact. There's plenty of landing spots. Mm-hmm. Uh, New Japan. Well, New Japan's kind of in limbo right now, but um, stardom, you know, you mm-hmm. name it. There's plenty of places. Now, obviously I think 
if Shimmer. Shimmer. Shimmer yeah. Uh, Lana, more than likely AEW since you've yeah. got Miro over there. Yeah, that's or, almost a lock, I think, yeah. Or, you know, and she may not even be, she might just show up kind of as a personality here and there, not even be really on the roster because she's got her online gig that was making her tons of money before WWE put the kibosh on a lot of it. Now they don't get none of that. <laughs> she yeah. can return to that revenue. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what's so interesting, especially, and I, I want to bring back the Alistair Black here, here for a second is they, we just had new stories of Zelina Vega showing back up. Right. You know, in talks for, possibly returning at least that's what we were led to believe who knows what the actual story was we just know that she, she was, was she's apparently at the, yeah at the performance center yeah but i, I don't think there. we'll see her back now i think that's done yeah i don't i think especially because even um black said himself he was like yeah this is this was unexpected this was this yeah. was the- yeah that's another thing I, i've seen a lot of people suggesting that some of these people asked for their releases how do you know that <laughs> Some of these people didn't, they, they wanted to be let go. What are you basing that on? I would assume that they were talking about Alistair, maybe Murphy, but Alistair flat out said it was, he was, he was taken off guard by it. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, people are speculating and they're stating their speculation as though it's fact and we don't know anything. No, we, we know nothing. Um, now, <laughs> CM Punk, of course. Oh, I saw this. This is, I love this quote. I am going to read it word for word. I think this is amazing. And I think it's so on the head. And I I swear, I think this is, this is right on there. Um, CM Punk said in response to someone, you know, kind of saying, why does stuff like this happen? Why do people still watch this kind of thing? He was like, It's like a movie with a blockbuster budget and cast, but if it's written by creatively bankrupt nincompoops specifically for an audience of one in a language nobody understands anymore, it's trash. But people watch it because they like movies. It's like, yeah, that's so on the head. I mean, ah, because I'll be honest, there's sometimes I sit there, I'm like, why do I still watch Raw? (laughs) This show is trash. Like 75%, there's 25% that's really good, but there's 75% that just, oh, why am I wasting two hours on? (laughs) Um, But it's because I love wrestling. Are you watching all of Raw? (laughs) Only two hours? (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, I'm saying the two hours of trash. (laughs) Oh, oh, two hours of it is a waste. Yeah, two thirds is, is not that okay. good because you said 75 percent. so you you're mad at geography and math yes yes i am um <laughs> okay I am, right. I'm, I'm not i'm really not that bad at math but <laughs> <laughs> it'd be 67 percent. but okay i'm only eight <laughs> percent off um <laughs> i got a margin um I, I gotta say i i still watch wwe i'm still gonna watch it because i support the talent yeah because the talent is still good what they do is good um i can deal with the the I'm frustrated by crappy booking and I'm frustrated by crappy writing, but I can deal with it because I support the talent and that's not going to change. Um, but I do wish that they were given better stuff a lot of time. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just like, and I mean, th- this is an unfair example because she's done many, many, many great movies and not much that isn't good. Um, but like Scarlett Johansson, mm-hmm. I love Scarlett Johansson to death. I will watch any movie she is in. Right regardless of whether it's good or bad 
Now, in her case, most of her stuff is good, and she's mm-hmm. at least good in it. Uh, even right. if the movie's yes. not great, but that you know, and, I, and that kind of relates to his quote. It's like, and and you're saying you want to support the talent. I watch that movie because of the person that's in it, not necessarily right. the movie itself. And you know, she's going to be good. Yeah, and it's like there's some like, talent. Sasha's going to be good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, he's spot on, but it is it it is you know what you say is very true as well. We watch for the talent. And that's why we continue to watch, even though, you know, it's a house fire. <laughs> not not everywhere. I mean, SmackDown is consistently good. Yeah, it is. Um, but yeah, but Raw is just, I just don't understand. And I just don't understand how you have the contrast. How can Raw be that bad and SmackDown yeah. be good? Yeah. That good. Um, yeah. do, do they... Do they like steal Vince's keys and put him in a block of ice so he can't get to the arena on Friday? Fridays. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? But uh, also some other big, um, not not to get away from the releases because I mean we could talk about this forever. Uh, we have to get away from the releases at some point. But let's let's get away from that. Other some, uh, some eventually other... I'm gonna have to pee Tim. So well, we got to get away. That's uh, true. Uh, yeah. Um, but let's talk about some rumors coming out about WWE and New Japan Pro Wrestling and uh, some talk. Now, with everything I've read, it said that, you know, these talks have been air quotes happening for a long time. <laughs> like, this is not new. Just for whatever reason, it kind of got brought back to light recently. Um, so uh, what do you think? Um, well, According to what is being reported, if this were to happen, it would be an exclusive contract. So New Japan, the only American company they would be working with at that point would be WWE. So that would have some interesting fallout with AEW. Yes. I don't know how that would work. Um, i tell you what, what came to mind for me personally, and I haven't seen anybody else talk about this. The, the company that owns New Japan also owns Stardom. Oh, so, you know, I've talked how I would love to see Tom Nakano against Sasha or Momo against Sasha or whatever, but I know that if Vince signed Tom or Momo, he wouldn't use them well. And we'd probably be more likely to get Momo versus Naya than Momo versus Sasha. But if it was a working collaboration. Yeah. And I don't know that stardom would be included in that, but you know, somebody would probably, it would, it would, it would occur to someone. I would, I would think, think so. Yeah. That, Hey, maybe we could do this too. Um, so that would be the exciting part for me. Cause I'd get to see some of those matches potentially without having to worry about the careers of the stardom <laughs> roster that I love so much. So that's the exciting part for me. Um, but I don't even know if that would be part of it. I'm, I'm just, it's it's wishful thinking on my part, but it's also not impossible if this deal happens. Yeah. Um, uh, personally, I, I would be kind of like being really shocked if WWE was actually for sale. I think I'd be really, really shocked if this actually came to fruition. Um, just because of how much they've been working with AEW <laughs> recently. Right. Yeah, I just don't know that New Japan would essentially burn that bridge. Um, 
Everybody's got a price. That's a dollar man. That's true. No, that's true. When it comes down to brass tacks, your business, you're there to make money. So yeah, the almighty dollar might uh, might be the big factor in that. Plus, I mean, you look at the standpoint of New Japan has been having you know issues because of you know lockdowns and everything else, like the whole world has. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even, but they've had it affect them a lot more recently. Right. Um, and they want to expand into the American market more. What better way than some kind of deal with WWE, which might include on Peacock, mm-hmm. a section for New Japan. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I suspect, at least I hope, for WWE's sake, um, that when the audiences come back full time, I think the viewership will come back some too. Hopefully. To some degree, at least. Uh, we can only hope as... and uh, yeah. I'll get into that later. We'll put a pin in that uh, <laughs> t- until we get to Raw. Um, yeah. But, but it, would, it would increase the, the um, visibility of yes. New Japan in America. So, yeah, I mean, it makes, it makes sense for New Japan. I'm not, I'm not saying it doesn't make sense for them. Um, I can see lots of pros and not as many cons. Um, mm-hmm whether they be Nick or Tony, um, right. but <laughs> or comic or comic, <laughs> no comic. <on. clears throat> but yeah, so I don't know. We'll see. Um, it's interesting. It is very interesting. And I, I, I mean, maybe, maybe WWE and new Japan are merging and that's what all these talent cuts are for them. <laughs> I doubt that, but that, that would be that, crazy. That would be nuts. <laughs> would just be, <laughs> That would be insane. Uh, but l- l- let's move on to SmackDown. Let's get to uh, some stuff that went down. Some actual action from this past week. The Usos. Uso. Oh, back together. And it feels so good. <laughs> Reunited and it feels so good. I love the Usos as a tag team. They work so well. And um, it's like riding a bike with those guys. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Slipped right back in there. Had a great match with the Street Profits. Uh, of course, picking up the victory. And hey, your first match back as a tag team in months and months and months and months. You got one victory. You guys want a title shot? <laughs> yep. So tonight on SmackDown, they're getting it. That's right. Taking yep. on the Mysterios. Ray and Dominic. Yep. I, I'm assuming something has to happen because I... I don't see him taking the belts off of Ray and Dominic so soon, but unless the Ray Dominic title win was just to maybe it to was hit just that milestone and just to kind of say that the father son tag teams, the champions, um, it could be a, a fun story if the Usos were the tag titles and suddenly yeah. they are, or if they were the tag titles, that would be they are. interesting. <laughs> Ray and Dominic come out wearing Usos, wearing and- the Usos. These um, are the spoils of our victory. <laughs> uh, if they were the tag champions, um, because it, I mean, Roman apparently doesn't want them to be because yeah. you know he wants to be um, the only champion. Yeah, the head of the uh, table, so. which is which is like the most honest depiction of a family dynamic I've ever seen. I think on wrestling television, um, you, you want to be the most successful one. Like you want your family to be successful, but not as successful as you are. Uh, so, 
uh, yeah, I thought that was that was funny. But that's where they're going with it. So, you know, if they don't win the titles, that's kind of dropped. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, you still have Roman who can sit there and say, you know, I told you so. I told you it was dumb to do this. You didn't yep, listen you to could. me. Yep, you could um, take it that direction. Yeah, so, lots of ways it could go, yeah. But I love it. I love the fact, again, it keeps us guessing. We don't know right. what's going to happen. I like that, again, as opposed and- to... Wrong. I like the, <laughs> and I like that we care. Yes, yes. Um, again, we're invested. Yeah, uh, because they've the storytelling and the way they've approached this story and this angle has been well thought out and well progressed, and it's it's gotten us uh, sucked in. So, good I'm, characters, good yeah. performers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, and I, I we've said it for months. I so much appreciate that they're giving um, the Usos uh, more to do than just be a tag team. Mm-hmm. I think that's amazing because they're really so talented. giving them actual characters and yes. stories. And yeah, instead of yeah. their brothers and I say, no, there is Jimmy and there is Jay and they are both awesome and individuals, mm-hmm. but they're a great team, yeah. uh, which I think is great. Um uh, speaking of awesome teams, the Riot Squad—they <laughs> still exist. Just forget what I said. Existed <laughs> for one more time, man. I was so excited to just see them on TV. Although they weren't presented all that well, they didn't get an entrance. Yeah, um, and they lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I, I was hoping they were going to get a win and lead to a title shot or something, but that's not happening. Uh, so disappointing. Uh, my hope is that Liv gets some sort of singles run finally that it looked like she was going to be getting. Um, but I don't, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if uh, yeah. I, I'm afraid there are more cuts. I just, I just, I don't know what to expect. But I, yeah. I hope, I hope. Um, I, I've got my gym bag packed for tomorrow after work, and I've got some casual clothes because I'm going to go to a movie after I leave the gym, and I, I packed my Liv shirt. Because I just want to, I want to put positive vibes out there for Liv, um, but I was so happy to see the Riot Squad, and then yeah, this week happened. Yeah, so bittersweet on that, um, man. Uh, Seth Rollins, you're at you're at you're at a, you're at an eleven. We we need you at about five. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Um, I liked okay before, like years before. I always said, and, and, and you, you balked at this, that I preferred Seth as a face to a heel. This is why. Because <laughs> when he was a heel champion before, when he was with Triple H, uh-huh. and you know, years ago, he was so over the top with everything. There was even like a meme out there when he barely held on to the title in one match of him sitting on the outside on the on outside of the ring clutching the belt and his jaws wide open and his eyes are crossed and (laughs) he's so over the top and it's just not believable it's not how people act nor is this how people dress (laughs) i I, I liked him as the the savior messiah whatever that was that was fine that worked for me he wasn't over the top that was good enough with whatever this is Oh, yep. <laughs> I don't disagree. I don't. Disagree. He can be a good performer. We've seen it, but I, I don't like this. Yeah. So uh, let's get some course correction on Seth Rollins, please. I need to clean up an aisle over the top. 
Yeah. Um, all right. Let's take a break from WWE. By the way, oh, oh, let yeah. me interject. There were no stardom shows over the past ah. week. So I have nothing from stardom uh, this week. Uh, but uh, they're back this weekend. And then hopefully next weekend, hopefully, please, we get to finish the Cinderella tournament. <laughs> uh, um, but, so nothing, nothing from stardom this week. Uh, not my fault, but they are uploading old shows, so I hope they close that uh, they close that gap. All right, uh, let's move on to some AEW. Um, of course, we had some big stuff happen. We had the Double or Nothing pay per view, uh, mm-hmm. which we were going to get to. Uh, before we get into those results, they did debut a new AEW Women's Championship belt. Um, I like this belt better. I always thought the other one looked too small. Yeah, it again not. I, I hate to use this analogy, but it looked like you know, a little replica toy belt. It did. <laughs> what the actual belt's supposed to be. It did. Um, it didn't look like something people would be fighting over unless they were children. Yes. So happy that they uh, gave a redesign to the belt. I think it looks great. Uh, speaking of belts, uh, I was reading right before we went on to record, apparently during, um, I guess it's the exit call or the call they do like after pay-per-views that Cody does with executives. Uh, and they do like, set, they do questions I guess from investors and stuff like that on those calls. And he was asked about, because we know that there was another new title or titles coming to AEW and speculation that it was going to be a trios title um, for six man tags. And that is confirmed. Now Um, the trios titles are happening. They are coming. Not sure when, but they are a real thing and they will be debuting soon. So I wonder how this will go. Are there enough trios really? Well, I mean, look at all the different stables uh, yeah. that they have an AEW. So, yeah, I think I think they have plenty of uh, stables to go around when you think about the Nightmare Factory, the the regular factory here. <laughs> um, um, I want to see that on a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> You're a fan of the regular factory, I'm too? The regular factory. Um, uh, the Best Friends. Uh, and... and uh, and the real question that we don't really know here, although I'm assuming it's just going to be um, for the men's side, but is that going to matter? Can you have mixed mixed huh. tag? Right. Because like with uh, the best friends, you got Chris Statlander right. in there. Right. Um, and you got the bunny with Matt Hardy's stable, mm-hmm. uh, Penelope uh, Ford. Uh, well, I guess not anymore since... Saban and Mira aren't really a thing, but right. but that, I mean, it go that way with somebody else. So Dark Order's in there. Dark Order, yeah. So I mean, there's there's plenty. Pinnacle. Um, mm-hmm. So there's plenty of stables to go around. Uh, Death Triangle, mm-hmm. uh, Pac mm-hmm. and, and them. So yeah. Uh, now whether it will last and people will have a lot of interest in this, that w- remains to be seen. We'll have to wait and see. Right. Um, but uh, they have used their tag team division very well. That's true. Um, so I'm hoping that uh, as an extension of that, they'll know what they're doing. They'll have their, their feet grounded. And hopefully it doesn't make either the tag team belts or the trios titles get lost or muffled together. Yeah, I don't want to cross into WWE territory where we have too many titles. Yeah, so we'll have to wait and see, but it it should be interesting. But let's let's switch over to Double or Nothing, 
And let's talk about what went down. As long as these ads quit popping up. <laughs> there we go. Want to join the National Guard? Uh, I was thinking about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we, we got to start with the buy-in. Now, let's talk about a good night of wrestling because this was a really, really good show from top to bottom. Uh, I've gotten to watch most of it. There's only a few matches I have not gotten to see. I got uh, to see the buy-in. Ah, um, and I tell you what, one of the absolute best. It, it was, was excellent. It wasn't quite match. as good as their February match. No, but not quite as good. Uh, Riho versus Serena Deeb was was absolutely fantastic. Um, j- every time I thought it was about to end, it wasn't. It kept going. Uh, it was great. It, it went on my list of of favorite matches of the year, but it is below their match that they had in February. But I mean, whatever. It was still great. Yeah, no, it was fantastic. What a way to start out. What a way to showcase uh, and get people interested in, in in buying your pay-per-view if they're just tuning in. And I'll tell you what I like. The, they had a full crowd, mm-hmm. full audience, and the crowd reacted to this as strongly as they possibly could have. They didn't sit on their hands because it was a women's match. They treated it with respect. They treated the performers with respect. They gave them the the reaction that they deserved, and Kudos to that crowd. And i tell you what, uh, much like WrestleMania, um, the crowd gives you goosebumps during this show. Mm-hmm. Having them back a full capacity and just they were there to support everybody and they were there to have a good time. And it was awesome. Uh, but yeah, no, that match was spectacular. Of course, Serena D retained. Um, but yeah, great match. Check it out. You can watch it on YouTube for free. Yep. Um, it's definitely worth watching. You have to fast forward <laughs> to get to it. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's there. Yeah. I think it's like an hour or so on the YouTube pre-show video. Yeah. But, uh, uh, Hangman Page and Brian Cage. The Dr. Seuss match. Yep. Uh, and um, Hangman Page. Yep. You, you called this one. Yeah. Um, did you not? Oh, wait. No, we did agree on this one. That's right. Yeah. You convinced me because I was leaning towards Cage and then with your reasoning behind it, I was like, yeah, you're right. Uh, okay. Yeah. So Hangman Page picked up the win here. Uh, decent match. Not bad at all. And looks like Brian Cage getting ready to separate from Team Taz uh, due to the events of this because uh, towards the end uh, they were trying to help him and he was like, nah, not like this. Um, and they were arguing. So I, I do believe that they're getting to grow Splitsville here real soon. Um, which tell you what, uh, Hobbs versus Cage is a very intriguing match. That's that, that's a couple of big old boys. <laughs> that's a Jim Ross match right there. Yeah, I tell you what, <laughs> yeah, a couple of hosses. Um, slobber knocker, slobber knocker, but yeah, Hangman Page getting that victory. So, undoubtedly, somewhere down the line, uh, they're, they're working towards that Kenny Omega, yeah. Hangman Page kind of rematch, yeah. Um, built-in story, but you know, good, good match. Um, tag team championship match. I think this is the only one where we gave you the win, basically for the night. Yes, it did um, give me the win for the night. Um, because you called the Young Bucks, and I thought Moxley mm-hmm. and Kingston might pull it out, but they did not. The Young Bucks retained. Um, this was a highly entertaining match. <laughs> this was highly, highly entertaining. I actually really, really enjoyed it. There was. Uh, some shots at WWE shots fired during this match, which were very, very fun inside, not even inside jokes, just 
wow. Uh, at one point, they pick up Moxley and he, after half knocking him out and make him do like the shield fist bump. Oh, gosh. Before doing the assistant power bomb. <laughs> it was just like, wow, big middle fingers to the WWE on, on this match, which was kind of good. Um, but yeah, no, really enjoyed it. But again, the, the Young Bucks ended up picking up the victory. Um, a lot of moments in this match you probably wouldn't like. <laughs> ah, okay. All right. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, Casino Battle Royale. I tell you what, all the speculation, all the speculation. And we did get a, a, a good surprise. I'm not, I'm not disappointed with the wild card. I thought that was great. Leo Rush. Yep. Comes in as the, as the Joker, which was pretty awesome. Of course, he didn't eliminate anyone. <laughs> <laughs> so not the best showing i mean he got his moves in he looked good yeah. but he just didn't didn't eliminate anybody um and was in there for probably about six seven minutes maybe total okay um came down to uh christian cage who we thought was probably going to be the winner mm-hmm. and i and i didn't even think about it and i don't know that i would have called it but i may have given it more consideration jungle boy yeah He's one that I've been saying that they've been kind of quietly pushing and pushing and pushing. And it looks like now we're, they're ready to kind of put him in that spot um, and make him a real contender. Uh, Jungle Boy gets the win. Yeah. Um, which is awesome. Um, so I'm excited. For, trying to predict a match like this is tough because you either yes. go with the obvious, which usually isn't what's going to win, or you don't. But if you're not going with the obvious, then – who do you pick? Like, how do you know which non-obvious choice yeah. to go with? So, yeah, the, these kind of matches are tough. Um, so, yeah, well, they're, good, they're... good for Jungle Boy. It's something new, and they're not just leaning on the same old people all the time, so that's good. Yeah. Um, again, they seem to be, and that's what we say, when you have a big roster like this, you have to find ways to involve more and more people, and you got to elevate people so that you have not the same two or three people going after the title all the time. You got to have a nice rotating door, right? Uh, re- revolving door. Right. Um, but uh, Anthony Agogo and the factory taking on Cody Rhodes with Arn Anderson in his corner. And yeah, I mean, as, and you almost went with Anthony on yes, this one. You convinced me. And, on I, this one. and I talked you out of it. Yeah. Um, and Cody Rhodes, of course, does pick up the victory. Uh, not surprising, although I will say with this match, a little surprising because I thought they would make Anthony Agogo look a little better during this match. Okay. In the loss, and they really didn't. Okay. Um, I almost thought this was a little Cody heavy, if that makes okay. sense. Almost a squash? Not quite a squash, no, but it's just not not fair time to Anthony Agogo. Uh, so he beat him a little too quickly. Yeah. Just not it, as competitive as you would have thought. Yeah, Not as competitive as I would have liked. Um, yeah. Let's see. Uh, the TNT championship match, Miro versus Lanch Archer. Talked about it earlier. You talk about a JR match. This was one right here, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> this was awesome. Um, the only thing that was, <laughs> laughable in the best way was was jake um who 
brought down a bag, which we, you know, were led to believe the snake was in the right. bag. Um, and he puts, throws the bag in the ring, and Miro just like not having, just picks it up and chucks it up the entrance way. <laughs> wow. So I'm pretty sure the snake wasn't in there for real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they would have been getting a couple calls. <laughs> yeah, from some yeah. other agencies. Um, but uh, no, this was just two big boys just going at it, man. It was it it was good, and Miro quite decided not a squash, not in any way a squash, but the finish mm-hmm. it was pretty dominant by Miro. Okay. Convincing uh, win. Very convincing when he slapped the um, the game over, I think is what he calls it now. Okay. Um, that camel clutch. And yeah. So Miro retains in, in a pretty good match there. And uh, by, speaking of Jake, by the way, by the time you're hearing this, Dark Side of the Ring from last night was on uh, Jake the Snake Roberts' family, Grizzly, uh, Grizzly Adams. And uh, so Jake and his brother, Sam Houston, and his sister, Rockin' Robin. And uh, I, I don't know everything that they went through uh, growing up, but I know some of it. And man, they they had a rough life under their dad, and uh, he was not a good person. So uh, if you want to learn some about Jake and maybe understand some of the problems he's had throughout his life, and you didn't watch Dark Side of the Ring, uh, go do it. Yeah, uh, and just a big endorsement. We love Dark Side of the Ring here on the show. Definitely check it out. It is worth your time. It really uh, is. as well as the A and E documentaries. Yes, yes. I have I've not been... had a chance to check those out. Uh... As of yet, just time constraints, but they are in my my queue to watch as soon as I can. Only one more left. Bret Hart this weekend. Yep. Say the best for last, baby. Best there is, the best there was, the best that never will be. Anyway, oh, I'm just no, I'm kidding. <laughs> anyway. I just like to poke fun at you. I know. Uh, I'm used to it. Let's talk day, about... Again, one day we'll be friends. Yes, right. Uh, another fantastic match. This was awesome. It went down how we said it should. That was I want to see it. I want to see this match. Hikaru Shida versus Dr. Britt Baker for the AEW Women's Championship match. And, of course, Britt finally gets that ascension, gets uh, that validity, I believe, and she is your new AEW Women's Champion. This match uh, was well-paced, well-thought-out. It was great. Um, what was the finish? Do we know? At uh, During the finish, um, Shida – not Shida um, – Baker uh, had gone for the can't remember what she calls the lock jaw or whatever it is yes. that uh, yeah with the the mandible claw type yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. remember that and, and didn't get it so then she just kind of brutally let me see if they have it here yeah yeah, yeah here we go um yeah she delivers Jimmer suplex and added running back elbow for two then they headed to the ropes she to look for an avalanche death valley driver Baker escaped. She'd applied the stretch muffler for a second time, only for Rebel to provide a distraction that forced the champion to break the hold. Uh, Rebel misfired, striking Baker with her crutch. Uh, Sheeta covered for a dramatic near fall, and a lot of people thought it was over right there. Yeah, nice, nice. Um, Rebel again attempted to interfere, but uh, Paul Taylor, the referee, booted her from ringside. Sheeta delivered the... Tamahashi, but the resilient Baker kicked out another really, really close near fall. Uh, and then the action kept going. Baker caught Sheeta and applied the lockjaw for the submission victory. But I remember something, I don't know if it was elbow strikes or something uh, that she hit right before going into it that allowed her to lock it on that helped with the drama. 
So um, it was a submission, not not. Yeah, she no. Didn't... Yeah, it wow. was submission. Wow. Uh, in fact, uh, she'd tapped. Wow. So. Wow. After having the title for over a year, to wow. <laughs> okay. Um, awesome emotional moment. I will say for this because the crowd. It didn't matter who the heel or the face was. Yeah. They didn't care. They were proud and excited for Britt Baker, which was amazing. She was crying. Tony Schiavone left commentary to come into the ring to give her a hug. It was emotional. It was awesome. I I loved it. Loved Great. It. So very good. Uh, Sting, Darby Allen taking on Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. And yeah, well, I mean, we said it. There's no way Sting's losing. No, no way. And, yeah. And there was no way he was losing. Right. I heard um, he was uh, far more active than we expected him to be. He was, I, and I tell you what, I, yeah, no, I'll, I'll say it. Given all the factors, the age, how long it's been since he's wrestled a match, everything, MVP performance of the night goes wow. to Sting. Just from a nostalgia standpoint, I mean, dude was hitting stinger splashes dives uh off the uh entrance ramp onto people it was crazy um this was classic sting classic sting Um, you know i I never heard anything about him having any substance abuse issues or i mean as far as i know he took really good care of himself so and dude's in phenomenal shape yeah so not surprising if he can still do all this uh but yeah sting and Oh, <laughs> Sting and Darby Allen uh, come out uh, with the victory. And again, this was just an amazing, amazing return match for Sting. Um, how many more of these he's got in the tank, I don't know. Um, right. Hopefully at least one real good singles one, just so we can have some crazy awesome match with Sting versus mm-hmm. somebody. Um, but yeah, no, uh, very, very awesome match. Uh, loved it. Um, like I said, there weren't many. Ma- there, I don't know. If there was a match on this card where I was just like that outright sucked. And I mean, obviously, uh, Cody and Anthony Agogo is probably my least favorite mm-hmm. of the matches, but it wasn't bad. It just right. wasn't as competitive as I wanted. Right. Um, let's move on to the main event. AEW World, or oh, not the main event? Sorry, no, no, it wasn't. I forgot. Event. Yeah, um, it was not the main event, um, but the co-main event, AEW World Championship match, uh, Kenny Omega defending in a triple threat against Orange Cassidy and Pac. This is on my list of favorite matches for the year. Okay. This is very, very high on the list. It might be number one right now. Mm. This match was amazing. These three guys do what they do so well and complement each other in a way I can't really explain. I really want you to get to see this match uh, so I can get your thoughts on it. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I mean, this was just, I mean, the crowd was so into it. They had moments. there There was a legitimate moment and a serious one where it was like, and the crowd was convinced too, Orange Cassidy's winning this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at like 2.99, a kickout happens. And it's like, oh, ah. <laughs> um, uh, Omega, of course, retained. Um, but man, uh, and it's hard 
to go through this, but it's 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 great. Um, basically, Cassidy hit him with an orange punch for the actual actual finish. Hit him with an orange punch. Um, Edwards rushed to the ring because there was a ref bump, so Aubrey came down to help. Uh, Orange goes for the uh, the pin where he kind of you know lands on his back on top of Omega, right? And one, two, and at the absolute last second, Omega rolls him into a crucifix real quick. One, two, three. Um, mm. But phenomenal, top to bottom. For me, match of the night, um, and uh, definitely worth your time. This this match is AEW. This is AEW. This is the best showcase of AEW that you can have. Cool. Um, Very good. So definitely check that out. Um, the main event, and for obvious reasons, because it was partly cinematic, or at least filmed ahead of time. I believe they did it on uh, the the parts they did film were on Friday. Some of it was live because uh, they did end up in the arena for the finish. Mm-hmm. Um, but even they said uh, there was some moments with uh, Jericho and MJF. They're uh, kind of battling in the offices of the Jaguars or whatever. And that was like live. Okay. Uh, um, but, and again, they played this uh, very well. It wasn't, overly humorous even though it did have some laughs it had some some funny moments in there but it was with the right people mm-hmm. um and then this match again we called it wrong because we said the pinnacle was gonna win we yeah. were absolutely wrong the inner circle wins and this match seemingly was a vehicle for sammy guevara because he is the one who really got the spotlight he picks up the win in the end mm-hmm. um and he was kind of the main focus, really, uh, when it came down to it. So interesting. I find okay. that very interesting. Um, not that he's not, I mean, he's supremely talented, um, just needs to learn what he shouldn't say, <laughs> referring yes. to earlier, earlier in the year uh, yeah. or late last year. But, um, but yeah, no, it was very entertaining. Uh, a thumbs up on the Stadium Stampede, too. I, he, I love uh, I'm 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 going. I mentioned Mohegan Sun earlier. I'm going back to Mohegan Sun next month uh, for a convention, and um, Ty Conti is on the guest list. Nice. And um, uh, Darby Allen is on the guest list, and Sammy Guevara was just added. Oh, okay. To the guest list. Uh, I think I'm definitely going to meet Ty. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm on the fence with Darby. I think. Just being the Sasha fan I am, I don't think I can do Sammy yet. Yeah. Um, I, he apologized, and as far as I know, he's he's making good on it. it just uh, being the Sasha fan, I, I can't. I just can't see hamming it up in a photo op with Sammy. Um, but yeah. uh, but they are they are going to be there, and so you know, I'm hoping maybe some others will be added too. Or, and I wonder if he'd be game for this, and he might. He looks like he might be kind of a cool guy outside, as far as um, not like a total dick or anything, but. If you could wear a Sasha shirt and have your photo op of you flipping him off. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> First of all, you say my Sasha shirt. Um, <laughs> well, I have like six. I meant a Sasha shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A Sasha uh, shirt. Oh, man. 
Yeah. I don't Wouldn't that be would. awesome? Come on. <laughs> I don't even know if I like that would stress me out. <laughs> even even thinking of approaching that. Like <laughs> I want to enjoy that weekend. Oh. <laughs> what well, an idea. If though. you go just put me on the phone with, with uh, you know, his talent agent when you're in that line and I'll ask if he's see if he's game. <laughs> oh, no. yeesh. We'll what have him on idea. the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But that was double or nothing. It was fantastic. A fantastic pay-per-view from top to bottom. Um, one of, if not the best AEW pay-per-view they've done. It was very good. Very good. Cool. Excellent. Um, let's move on to some NXT. Ember Moon. Raquel Gonzalez in your house. Women's championship match. I'm down for it. It's going to be good. Of course, on NXT, Ember Moon came out with a fire and was like, get your butt out here so I can whoop your tail for beating up Shotzi last week. Um, and they end up kind of brawling. Dakota Kai gets involved. And and now we have this match, which, again, I'm I'm there for this. Yeah, I, I miss Ember as a single star. So I'm, I'm in on it, too. She former champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she had a good run with it. And she, I'm glad to see her in a singles spotlight a little bit. And uh, I don't know where Shotzi falls in all this, but um, she'll be all right. Um, Well, and I mean, and let's just be honest. I mean, I love Ember too, but this is, this is a program to help get Raquel over more. Yeah. Raquel's going to retain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So Ember and Shotzi can still go and be in that tag picture at some point, but Mm -hmm. we're just taking a pause for this, uh, for this little program. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, really, really loved it. Um, anything else? singles match for a title. I like, yeah. It. And again, singles match for a title. Yeah. Um, LA night. <laughs> oh, Oh, they tell you, uh, you know, first impressions are, are, are the, the most important and he failed to impress Dave DiBiase. A uh, little bit of a swerve, a little bit. Of yeah. A losing to Jake Atlas. Yeah. Didn't see, didn't, didn't see that coming at all. I gotta say they surprised mm-hmm. me with it. And it looks like what I wanted to happen. It's going to happen. It looks like because DiBiase sits there and says, you're not what I thought you were, but uh, you know, over here, Cameron Grimes, he seems to be, uh, you know, he's got it, which I thought was funny because all Grimes did was come out and stand next to him. So I don't know what about that showed him that he's got it. I like uh, the idea of these guys competing for Ted DiBiase like he's Miss Elizabeth. Yes. <laughs> I just, that's so funny to me and yes. so perfect for, for yes. these two characters. I just, I, I love it. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. I, I hope he goes back and forth. I hope they just keep trying to one up each other. Um, go to somebody it, completely different next. Yeah. Let it be somebody else. Let it, um, oh, what's his name? The, uh, the little guy that we like, uh, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> I meant just little and he's smaller than most of the roster. <laughs> um, oh, guy that we like, I don't think of anyone. The one that we thought guy. that everybody was saying, oh, it's just a joke. Why is he here? And you're getting that victory. Uh, oh, Leon Ruff. Leon Ruff, yes. Oh, yes, yeah. Leon Ruff. For some reason, all I could think of was Leo Rush because of the AEW yeah, stuff. Yeah, ve- they're very similar in name. But yeah. yeah, Leon Ruff. Um, have him come out and be like, oh, Leon Ruff's got it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, now, no, we, no, do no. Have, we do have an in-your-house match between Cameron Grimes and LA Knight. That's been 
officially, oh, yes. announced. officially announced. So you know more more will happen with it. And see, that's that's perfect. With DiBiase in a cage above the. <laughs> <laughs> um, if this was Raw, they would have had three matches on Raw already. Yeah, and they wouldn't get on pay per view. So this is exactly how to how to do this sort of thing. They don't have to be the top main event people to give them a, a, a fun, compelling story and let them have a match on. It's technically not a pay-per-view, I guess, but the, the NXT equivalent of a pay-per-view. Yes. Yes. No, I mean, and I will say, and I think that's great. I mean, some of the hindrances I find that the main roster has in that is that they do co-branded pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's less spots to go around for stuff like this to make it on the show like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you put the time into building a story, yes, that goes for weeks and weeks and weeks, Cedric and Shelton, then <laughs> there should be a pay-per-view match to pay off on it. Yes. No, I agree. 100%. Yes. Um, <laughs> we have Ted DiBiase on a forklift match. <laughs> Ted DiBiase on a pole. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but yeah, excited for that. Uh, in your house, shaping up to be pretty, pretty awesome. Um, now, you know, triple threats, there's abundance of them for titles. Um, NXT decided, you know, screw that. We're not even going to four. We're, it's, it's a five way dance. We got the return surprisingly of Adam Cole to NXT mm-hmm. kind of out of nowhere. Um, attacking, um, well, everybody. <laughs> everybody in that fatal four-way. Yeah. yeah. Or in the in the triple threat. That in is. the yeah. triple threat. Uh, and then Karrion Cross, surprisingly, the one comes out and says, no, let's just make it a file. I'll be all of you. Yeah. Which I kind of like. I like that kind of don't back down attitudes. Like, I don't mm-hmm. care. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm still going to beat all of you to death. Um, so interesting. Uh, this is as a term I use in movies sometimes, cast stuffing. <laughs> yeah. Like just throw everybody into this match just to have them almost. It's like, I don't, I would have been personally much happier with just Pete Dunn versus um, Carrier Cross. Yeah. There, I, I don't think you want Pete to lose already. I think well, it's, that's true it's, too. It's very soon. Um I'm not into the fatal five way. I'm just not into these big title matches like this with a whole bunch of people in them. Um, I, I don't call them multi-person matches because two people is multiple people. Um, <laughs> that's still a multi-person match. Um, so I don't refer to them that way, but more than I, I can take the occasional triple threat, whatever, yeah. even, even triple threats. I'm really not into as far as title matches go. I, I like my one-on-one matches. They're, so. they're leaned on too much. Yeah, Especially and, and again, they just they they lack the for me, and I've talked about this a number of times here on the show. For me, they just lack the sense of competition. Yeah, uh, that you get in a one-on-one match, and that that's what I like. And so, whatever. I mean, it's part of the game, and you know, so I take it uh, as it comes. But I'm kind of ready to get through that match so I can get to another one-on-one yeah. match. Although I'm going to go full Batista here and say, "Give me what I want. Make this an elimination match." that would be better because it would still, it would come down to a one-on-one mm-hmm. and you could say, you know, everybody lost, but me. And I would prefer that. And I think an elimination style match, there's more stories to be told. Yes. You can elevate people better because pinfalls or submissions have to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, little diatribe. <laughs> no. No. Now, uh, NXT, uh, 
a rare miss uh, and mm-hmm. a pretty big one. Um, talk to us about Zoe Stark. Well, Zoe teamed up with Zeta Rainier, which makes sense because mm-hmm. they've, they've been buddy-buddy. But they came out and they, they were just used to, to lose to the way. And there was no reference made to the stuff with Zoe Stark and Tony Storm. It was like Zoe didn't have anything going on. Of course, and, you know, Zeta was part of that, too. She beat Tony um, a few weeks ago, three or four weeks ago, whenever that was. Um, and they were just kind of treated like faces on the roster. And that's the first time that we've seen that with Zoe. They've been building her so well. Um, and Zeta Rainier's debut was well done, too. Um, and so, I don't know, if, if it's just an anomaly, a one-week misstep, not a big deal, no harm done. But if it keeps up, um, harm done. Yes, yes, agreed. Um, yeah, I... Because, I mean, why not just have two other random talents? Or have Tony Stark get in... Tony Stark. <laughs> yes, have Tony Stark get involved. <laughs> Well, <laughs> Battle of the Billionaires with a million dollar man and Tony Stark. It could 100% <laughs> happen because they brought zombies in already. So dead Tony Stark can show up. No right. Problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Tony Stark. Have Tony Storm get involved <laughs> and cause Zoe Stark to lose the match and keep that story going. Um, but and that's really what I thought was going to happen, and it didn't. It was just a straight up loss for for Zoe and, and uh, Zeta, and yeah, I wasn't crazy about it. They've been doing so well with Zoe. Uh, it just it was a big misstep. Hopefully, yeah. just for one week. And I, I'm going to throw this out there because uh, we know eventually she's going to get there with Zoe Stark uh, at some point for a pay per view. Uh, she needs specially themed ring gear that's Iron Man reminiscent. <laughs> yeah. I think that would be amazing. (laughs) Or at least Stark Industries. (laughs) Yes. That would be a Yes. They'll get sued immediately. Oh, no. I don't think so. I mean, with all the... I mean, it has just to be related and pay homage to it. I mean, Kofi... said Stark Industries. Well, yeah. No, no. Well, okay. Or maybe if you just put Industries, you know, and with the Iron Man colors and let them connect the dots. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, anyway, that's neither here nor there. But um, let's move over to Raw. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go ahead and get the bad stuff out of the way, which is going to be the majority. Actually, no, let's let's take the opposite. Let's get the good thing. And there's two good things really on Raw for me this week. Um, And uh, RK Bro, man. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. It's all. It's entertaining. It's what I love wrestling for. Um, I, I just love this. I love uh, the callback to last week. Of course, last week you had um, uh, uh, Riddle winning with a RKO out of nowhere. Fantastic match. Yes, and then you have Orton <laughs> win with the Bro Derek. <laughs> Not particularly well executed, Bro no. Derek. No, no, admittingly not. He kind of flopped down. But, but I like how he did it, and then the little wink, or I think maybe the wink was before he did it. I can't remember, but the little wink yeah. and nod to Riddle on the outside, uh, which Riddle pops huge for. And Yeah. I, I'm, I'm just loving these two on the TV. I mean, 
obviously they're going to be tag team champions. It's yeah. going to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but that is going to be a pay-per-view level event. Yes. If it's Omos and AJ versus RK Bro. Yeah. That could be a main event. That could be a tag team main event of a pay-per-view. It could. Easily. It could. Yeah. And uh, I'm not sure how you book that. Yeah. Yeah, that's the interesting one. Um, I don't know. But I, I'm, I'm down for it. Uh, uh, yeah. Also, I will say... Wait, did I say Grizzly Adams earlier when I was talking to you? You did. I didn't want to correct you. I was like, <laughs> Grizzly Smith. He knows something I don't. <laughs> Grizzly Smith. I'm sorry. I'm glad I caught the. Oh, man. If I hadn't realized that until we finished recording, it would have bothered me all week. <laughs> Grizzly Smith. Jake Roberts' dad. Sam Houston's dad. Rock I thought dad. I had missed out on something in wrestling. And like, I never did that. Oh my God, that's amazing. I'm going to ask you about that later. <laughs> Grizzly Adams did have a beard. Um, there's a reference that virtually no one's going to get. Um, if you, if you I can't tell that- if our show this week is is fantastic or if it's just totally horrible but it's it's one i'm gonna remember yes and they're gonna let us know they're gonna let i'm gonna give them the deets they're gonna let us know whether they like this or not do you like when we go off the rails as we so clearly have this week? um but yeah the other thing i really liked in raw uh or really the only other thing uh, i really liked on raw was um drew and kofi's match i thought it was fantastic it was it was it was and i tell you this he hit the the claymore without ducking a clothesline first. Yep. Different <laughs> thank kind you. of finish. So thank, thank you for you. that. Yes. No, the the match itself was fantastic. I have no complaints about the match. Yeah. Unfortunately, it leads us again to Drew versus Lashley number 6000. Okay. Again, again, again. Just yeah. And and it'll probably be fine. Yeah. It's it's not that it's going to suck. I don't think they work suck. well together. I mean, they it's do. not for the match. The match will be serviceable. It'll be good. Um it's just how many times do we need to see it? Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah. I can tell you what's going to happen. Uh, Lashley's going to retain. And on Monday, Drew's going to come out and say, because of whatever, I deserve a rematch. Or Drew's going to win. I don't think so. <laughs> I okay. think they're saving that. I think they're saving that win for a bigger stage. Like SummerSlam. It just feels like he's going to keep getting matches until he eventually wins one. Yeah, I mean that, that's obviously I think where it's going, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. Again, I'm still holding out lots and lots of hope of them just really blowing SummerSlam out and getting Lashley and Lesnar. Yeah, but yeah. fingers crossed on that one. I'd um, like to see Lashley survive Drew and move on to yes. somebody else like Kofi. Yeah, yeah. Kofi, Kofi. I would have. God. I, uh, Give well, give me Kofi Mania 2.0. And and they may have something. I don't know that they don't have anything planned for Kofi in, in all of this. I mean, maybe they do. It's yeah. it would seem weird to just interject him in it for two weeks and then he's out of it completely again. Yeah. Um, so hopefully he'll have something to do with, with the title picture moving forward. Um I mean we're not there yet, right? We're not at the pay-per-view yet. So yeah. you know, maybe there are time. more things. Yeah, maybe there there's more to come and we just need to be patient. I, I hope, because Drew versus Lashley, WrestleMania was good. Like you said, they work fine together, but 
enough's enough. Yeah. I mean, this is just months and months and months on end. <laughs> Which is fine if you don't have a thousand hours of TV a week. Yeah. And, yeah. and again, and it's not like it's like, oh, you know, they put Lashley and, and Drew and that whole angle on the back burner for a week. No, every week, just hammering yeah. it in your face, in your face. Yeah. In your, it's the last thing you see on Raw almost every yeah, I'm gonna have to go back and uh, censor myself. <laughs> yes, you are, <laughs> but that's okay. I will. Um, right. Every effing you, week. Ooh, what, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna put a beep? Are you just gonna mute it? I'm curious. Uh, I don't know. Okay, I don't know. Probably a beep because I don't want to cut the audio out because then it'll just be like a weird jump skip. Yeah. Okay. So I'll probably have to just enter a beep. Oh. Okay. Or oh, a silence, you... or just make it silent. But um, okay. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, what like the easiest it. thing will be just to silent it out. Um, okay. But if I can throw a beep in there, I might do that. All right. The drama. I'm anxious to see how it comes out. See how that goes. Yeah. Uh, in fact, real quick, let's little. Okay, just looking at the time. <laughs> so I know when to go back and, and find it. All right. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, Drew and Lashley, snooze. Um, I'm kind of ready for to get a break from it for yeah. a little while. Yep. Um, By a little while, like two years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, at least. Um, yeah. Yeah. Elias getting rid of uh, Riker, it seems. We'll split here. Doing what we all wish we could do. <laughs> Ditching Jigs- Dixon. <laughs> you know what? I I might just put the parental advisory up on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! I think we're just gonna put the parental advisory on there and just let it roll. <laughs> I'll be putting the description towards the end. There's a few uh, uh, of the tongue. <laughs> wow! <laughs> what is it we'd all like to do, Steve? <laughs> Since you know you don't watch sports. <laughs> oh i wish people i wish we were set up for video podcasting already because this would be a great one for that (laughs) all i can see is the top of steve's head right now because he is his i'm with the light in the background i can't see the color of your face but i'm sure it's beet red right now Oh, we will get through this episode. We will. <laughs> one we're so way close. Or, we're so one, close. We're there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hopefully people are getting entertained right now, though. I'll tell you that. I hope so. Um, but yes, yes, we all wish we could kind of ditch Jackson Riker. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Um, and yeah, so, uh, I mean, kind of surprising just because... Uh, well, well, surprising in the fact that God, I hope that we're not going to be subjected to a an Elias versus Riker program. Right, that would make pay per view. Yeah, that would be put on pay per view, and we'd just be scratching our heads like, "What?" <laughs> right. Um. So, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. So that was kind of confusing and out of left field. Who knows what's going on there? Um. It, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if he was if Riker was released. It's very um, true. Just because of the booking. Uh, yes. It, it happens so quickly. 
um, that sort. Of, and so I even had that thought watching it on Monday that ooh, is he going to be released this week or something? Because it was so sudden. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm not knows? saying I'm wishing that. I'm just speculating. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but it was just so sudden. That's all I'm saying. It was so sudden and uh, surprising. And often that's what happens when something like that uh, goes. I mean, we just saw it with Killian Dang. Yeah. Or uh, was it Killian Dang? No, no, not Killing Dang. It was with um, uh, Alexander Wolf. Alexander Wolf. Yeah. That that sort of thing. Um, so uh, we'll see. Yep. Um, we also had. Cedric and Shelton, another match on Raw. <laughs> and and it was quick. Yes, very quick. Um, so I don't know. Again, you even texted about this. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe Shelton's on the way out too. Yeah, I hope not. I hope, hope but I, again, I love Shelton Benjamin. Um, yeah. I mean, if um, anything, keep him backstage, let him produce, let him help train. He's mm-hmm. got so many skills and a lot of good knowledge he could pass along one way or the other, even though I'm sure he wants to be, if he still wants to be in a ring, I want him to do what he wants to do. Obviously right. go find somewhere to wrestle if they let you go. But right. uh, if, if you're down for that and that's an option, you know, I think WWE needs to hold on to this guy. Yeah. Uh, at, at this point, we're just looking for signs as to who might be the next to be released. Cause we're just expecting it to happen Yeah, for more people. And the way that match was booked would suggest that he might be a possibility, but I, I hope not. Um, Cause he's, I mean, gosh, he's been around for so long that he you wouldn't know it. I mean, yeah. he doesn't look like he's, he's one of the older guys or anything. No. He doesn't move like it or anything. So still in fantastic yeah. shape. Looks great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So hopefully he sticks around. Hopefully that's not indicative of, uh, of him being released or anything like that. Um, but, the, but again, this belongs on pay per view. Like this has gone on for weeks and weeks. Yes. And weeks. There's an actual issue. Um, so I don't, I don't understand why the whole thing is playing out. I mean, even if it's the, the kickoff show. Yeah, I'd be fine for a kickoff. And, and somebody made a comment. I can't remember what site it was that I was reading. Um, and it may have just been somebody in a comment section uh, made an observation that it almost seems like. WWE has gone backwards as far as they don't use TV to get you to the pay-per-view anymore. It's almost in reverse. The pay-per-view is used to get you back to TV. Um, and that's where their money is right now is in the TV deal. So I yeah, kind of get that, but it just, it doesn't flow well. It's not, yeah. Even if that is the case, you're still not doing it right. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so. um, And speaking of booking that. uh, Okay. (laughs) All right. Let's talk about Nikki Cross first. Let's talk about Nikki Cross first. Um, We get the. um, Oh, actually, let's before. Let's talk about Ms. TV. Let's talk about. The ridiculousness of John. Okay, three things I liked. Three things I liked from Raw. The garlic, the vampire references from John Morrison. So stupid that it made me laugh. I I kind of like that. Johnny Drip Drip is making me (laughs) ha-ha laugh a little bit every week. So, (laughs) Um, Miz comes back. Not a mention of how he's back or the fact that he's not a zombie. Yeah, Uh, or just dead completely telling you what this lack of long-term storytelling 
Rey Mysterio grew an eye back. Uh, <laughs> we have no, no zombie Miz. Where yep. is the storytelling and the continuity, WWE? You're killing me. That's right. Um, uh, but uh, back from his TV, and they had um, uh, Rhea, or was it? No, Charlotte. Charlotte. Uh, was Charlotte first? I know Rhea was out there. I, they, Charlotte they were was out there first. first. Okay. I believe. Yeah, I don't remember them dancing to her music. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then singing uh, her music. Yes. <clears throat> of course, she talks about Rhea and everything. So then Rhea comes out, and then Nikki comes out, and um, and talks about you know how she technically beat Rhea Ripley in this two minute challenge, beat the clock challenge. Uh, even though it's because Rhea couldn't beat her in two minutes. Um, and it leads to, you know, the challenge to Charlotte. Um, and I like, I like Nikki's fire in the segment. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause she's like, you know, what's it going to take for you to respect me? Uh, do I need to beat you in two minutes? Uh, but then of course it got turned into another beat the clock challenge with flair, which, uh, yeah, the comments you made last week uh, with this being showing basically it makes Nikki look horrible. Like yeah. she's not worthy to be in the same class as Rhea, as Charlotte, that she can never be a title contender. Right. It's almost like you're wrestling Hornswoggle. And she's so excited about quote unquote quote-unquote winning these matches that it makes it look like she doesn't have high standards for her own performance like she's happy winning matches based on a two-minute time limit like she considers that to be a success yeah i love nikki cross yeah um oh it's not nikki no no yeah and by the way looks fantastic yeah uh in real good shape. Um, mm-hmm. I, lo- I, just, I love her just unbridled energy that just doesn't seem to have a zero in the tank, man. She's always just full bore. It's yeah. awesome. Um, but yeah, she had this match with Charlotte, beat the clock. Of course, she ends up winning. Because um, well, I, I will say it was smart because Charlotte goes after her. She went outside. Yeah. She played cat and mouse, which, hey, if your opponent has to beat you in two minutes, that was the right strategy. Yeah. <clears throat> and then Charlotte allowed to get herself be distracted by Rhea, who was at ringside. So now Nikki has two victories, technically two W's one against Charlotte, one against Rhea. Obviously we're not done with this. We've got to be going somewhere. Are we going to get a payoff that makes Nikki look good? That's the question. Right. Um, she needs to be, competitive in an actual match um yeah. maybe even win the thing yeah um like get an actual <clears throat> pinfall victory mm-hmm. uh over Rhea or charlotte yeah um where, where they're underestimating her and then she surprises them and actually beats them straight up i think we're gonna get another triple threat maybe i considered that maybe add her to to the mm-hmm. match um, by the way, something funny, and this is again people complaining on Twitter. They announced they, they put out the tweet announcing that match between Rhea and Charlotte uh-huh. uh, on on Twitter, <clears throat> and uh, one of the 
I, I just scrolled through the responses to it. And one of them was, uh, we don't want to see this. Do you know how many times we've seen this match already? The answer is one. One time. <laughs> one, one time at WrestleMania 36. That's the only time we've seen this one-on-one match. Yeah. People don't even know what they're complaining about. If you have yeah. something legit to complain about, complain. But at least know what you're complaining about. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, hopefully by the end of this, Nikki looks better and they legitimize her as a contender or as competition. You know? Just, yeah. Yeah. Because um, with, with so few women... They all need to be legit contenders. Yes. Um, so I really hope they elevate her. Um, okay, let's let, let's move on to my major salt for the week. <laughs> As if we haven't had enough salt already. And yeah. you thought I was hyped up about everything else. It's like McDonald's fries up in here. Yeah, man. Uh, when they're really good, they're salty right to the bottom. Um, mm. Shayna Baszler. Gets a win on SmackDown. Amazingly, yay. Um, you know, she gets that victory. And then we fast forward to now. And not only is she getting beat, she's getting beat by Reginald. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> and at least it wasn't, again, like a straight up, he just overwhelmed her and beat her. True. But... True. <clears throat> It was what I have referred to as vacuum wrestling because boom, the explosion. What does she think is going to happen? She's distracted. And as soon as she was distracted, what did I think? Oh, he's going to roll her up. If I'm thinking that she should be thinking that she should be ready for it. And she wasn't. And that's how he beats her. Interesting little factoid. Um, as we talk about distractions and it does relate to this match since the beginning of the year, since uh, January 1st, going through now in the WWE, we have had 70 distraction finishes. Honestly, that's lower than what I thought you were going to say. (laughs) It feels like so much more than that. I know it does. It does. But 70 uh, finishes to matches have been as a direct result of a distraction. Yeah, which yeah. is nuts. <laughs> it's, what, and, and it makes the 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 characters look stupid. Yes, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Because a, an actual professional would not be distracted by most of the things they're distracted by. Yeah, and I think actually to clarify, I think that's uh, that's just Raw and SmackDown. That's not NXT. Okay, to give you a little okay. more uh, context. Context. Um, okay. That's yeah, but that's nuts. Yeah, this just I. On the one hand, I'm like, okay, so Shayna's the target for Lily. Yes, that's that. I liked I liked the stuff in Alexis Playground. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, because at least we're getting some traction now on this. Mm -hmm. And now, this upcoming Monday, Shayna's going to be on the playground Mm -hmm. with Alexa. So and maybe in the actual arena, that's that's what it feels like to me. They're going to have an in arena confrontation, maybe in the ring. Um, I I got the sense, you know, she she looked at Lily. She said, "You're what, just a stupid doll or something like that." Uh-huh. And then the look on Alexa's face that told me that, that comment is going to be important 
that comment is going to lead to something big. And I think that I think this could be fine. Finally, good Lord. And again, week after week, I just again, I've, I've again, I've said this is it's just stated. We need to get something going. We need to see it. They've been teasing this forever. Maybe finally we will at least get a glimpse of Lily, the mm-hmm. character. Here's um, the thing. If they do Alexa versus Shayna, somebody's got to lose. Yeah. And it probably damn sure ain't going to be the person that you've been building for months now as this female fiend like character. Yeah. Probably not. Probably not going to be her. It's going to no. be. And I tell you what. I tell you what also really scares me here. Uh, given recent stuff, she's getting pinned all the time. She took a pin from Reginald. She's more than likely going to be the first um, uh, lunch for Lily. <laughs> victim. 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 Yeah, I think uh, that's what you're going for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what if next what if next week or in two weeks it's Shayna that we read gets released? Uh that would upset me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, at that point, I, I would have to sit there and say, okay, um, what is going on? Something yeah. like at that point, it's not budget cuts. 100 percent it's not budget cuts. Yeah. Something else is going on at that point. Um, hopefully, hopefully that won't, that won't hopefully there are no more releases. That's, yes, that's hopefully, my, hopefully there's no more done. cuts. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, that was a show, and we recorded it. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. And there was one moment where there was silence or a beep or something. Uh, <laughs> maybe. I might just be lazy and put the parental advisory tag on it. <laughs> <laughs> my, my cousin just subscribed. Huh? <laughs> my cousin just subscribed. How I got cousin? my cousin to uh, he, um, He's in high school, like Oh, he's fine. Then. <laughs> <laughs> High school, please. <laughs> In this day and age, <laughs> now nah, I'll, I'll 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 do something. We'll see. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we got it. I mine wasn't intentional. I guess <laughs> you can leave that in so people know what we were laughing at. It was equally funny though. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was a show. Hopefully, you enjoyed us going way off the rails today. Um, it was kind of nuts, but. Uh, uh again oh we got what was one thing you loved uh, i mentioned it already i'm gonna i'm gonna go back to it the the crowd for riho and and uh serena deep uh, i thought they just paid them so much respect uh deservedly so and uh that's how every crowd should react to women's wrestling and yes I loved it. and i'm gonna echo that sentiment uh with Britt baker and the crowd at the end and tony shivani coming in and giving her the hug and just all the emotion the crowd being 100 there for it uh, very deserving. Uh, AEW is definitely, uh, in my book, won the week of wrestling for me. Um, not that it's, they're not direct competition anymore, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yep. Uh, I enjoyed my AEW a little bit more than my WWE this week, which is not something I say very often, <laughs> yep. if at all. Yep. Um, but uh, what'd you guys think? Let us know. Of course, you can uh, hit us up. Find us on Twitter at plus WrestleCast. That's P L U S WrestleCast. Find me at Timothy K. You can find Steven at Bizarro Doom. Uh, look us up on Facebook. Uh, you can find us by searching for the Positively Wrestling Podcast. We hope to hear from you. Uh, let us know uh, what your dream matches, three favorite dream matches are for next week. Uh, 
we will talk to you later. Uh, again, best wishes to everyone that was released by WWE. We know that uh, your future is bright and you're going to go far. Just keep at it. We love you. And we'll talk to you next week. Matinee. Matinee.